my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Episode 30 starts now. And then you're talking about Robert Kraft, you know, getting his, you know, going to the uh, massage parlor. Yes. It's like nobody wants to hear about all this stuff, man. I, d- I do, actually. I want the video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hello and welcome to my Big Black Fantasy Podcast. Episode number 30. This is B. I got dog with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> We're looking at week three, folks. It's time to get serious. Um, I'm victorious in week three. I'm two and one. Jay Maddie ran his ass out of here because he lost. He lost to me, and we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna emphasize that all show. But it was not a close game. It was pretty dominant, a dominant performance by my group. Uh, Jay Maddie is not here. He did leave just a while ago. Um, apparently ashamed by the beating that he took. Um, Doggy, you are. Recovering after a tie. Wow, right? Which is like one of the worst things, other than a loss. Yeah, it's not a loss. So, yeah. Hopefully, I can move up from slot 10, you know? Yeah, and they say it. What is it? A tie is like kissing your sister mm. or something like that? I, I don't know. Yeah. But. I always wanted to kiss Doggy's sister. She was cute. <laughs> it's better than a loss. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is better than a loss. But Doggy at 1 1 and 1, you don't have to worry about Doggy because he started out slow last year. So, you always got to keep your eye on him. Uh, folks, there's a bunch of folks at the top of our league in two and one. I know a bunch of two and oneers are out there. Maybe there's a three and zero oh out there. We don't know. But um, really interesting week, week three. Uh, happy to have a victory. I'm happy about that. Doggy is going to recover from his uh, his tie. Um, you know, as we get more and more popular, we get questions from people. Doggy, you know that we get questions. Oh, we do. Oh, we okay. do. People actually send us shit. Damn, you, know? you I never didn't know. know that. It's it's true. It happens. Okay. Um, Let's just get into it. Fantasy questions. You know, that's what we're here for, fantasy football. Um, one question, and this came to me over Twitter. Do you like Hyde, meaning Carlos Hyde, or Chris Thompson over James White? And that was for the past week, but let's just say that this is for longevity's sake. Doggy, who do you like for uh, the rest of the season out of those three? Well, I would have to say Carlos Hyde because, you know, I like how Carlos Hyde runs in between the tackles. Yes, you know, and he could bust one to the outside, you know. So um, I like Carlos Hyde better than Chris Thompson mm-hmm. and James White because James White, you know, you know, it's like a, you know, Halloween, like, trick bag. Yeah. Because you never know. Like, Rex Burkhead got off last week because James White was having a baby, but still, he's hot now. Yeah. And then you got Sonny Michelle. So James White's not going to get any goal line carries. No. You know, so uh, and maybe not even Chris Thompson, but Carlos Hyde to get that goal line carry because uh, Duke Johnson is just a third down back yeah. in Houston. You know, so well, I would have to go with Carlos Hyde. Yeah, you know what? I'm in that boat too. Uh, we talked about Duke Johnson sort of fading off last week. He got slightly more carries this or slightly more touches this past week in week t- in week. What is it now? Week three, uh, going into week four, and. I like Hyde, uh, like Dog says. I like the fact they run him in between the tackles. He's a hard runner. Um, he's not cracked 10 points yet. He hasn't got to 10 yet, fantasy-wise, in a PPR league. He's just warming up. But I think he's just warming up. I think they're going to continue to use him. I think he's a weapon because you you want to have something to complement that passing game that Deshaun Watson put on display last week. Um, you would go Hyde, and I think I would rank him the same way Doggy did. Hyde, Chris Thompson, even though... Chris Thompson's touches are sort of limited and sporadic. 
he's going to deliver consistently. I've seen that happen before, as long as he's healthy. And James White, you just don't know. You don't know what the Patriots are doing on any given day. You don't know which receiver they're going to go to. You don't know which back they're going to do go to. You don't know which tight end is going to do what. You don't know. So why are you screwing with the Patriots running backs in the first place? My motto is not to draft any Patriots running back because you just simply don't know. I have a was that guy Gray from several years ago who got four, yeah, four touchdowns, touchdowns in one week, then didn't even and play then, for then the rest play of the year. Yeah, so don't do it. Bill Belichick does not like your fantasy team, and you like your fantasy team, right? So stay away from Patriots back. So that's the message with that question. But thank you, uh, dear listener, for sending that in. Um, okay, doggy, Aaron Jones or Joe Mixon? Um, I like Aaron Jones. His explosiveness. Um, Joe Mixon. He is just like. He hasn't really come into his own yet. He's struggling. You know, he can't, like, take over a ball game. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Nick Mixon has the talent. He has all-day talent, like Adrian Peterson. And when I mean all-day, that's Adrian Peterson. Yeah. He has Adrian Peterson talent, but he's not really running the ball like I would expect him to run, like, in his, what, third year now? This is year three, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I would take Joe Mixon and and it's close, folks, because there's a lot of issues. Aaron, the thing that scares me about Aaron Jones is that after really showing out the last two weeks, he's played well. Right. They're still talking about splitting carries with with uh, Williams, Jamal Williams, right? Yeah. And so you don't want that. You don't want a running back by committee in any fashion. Joe Mixon, even though he has injury concerns, you know he's the guy. Um, since he's been in this year, he's been garbage. He's right. not been <laughs> doing well at all. But you have to think that at some point where they drafted him and where he was drafted fantasy-wise, he will eventually figure it out. And you don't know how much of that is Joe Mixon or how much of that is Cincinnati. Yeah, and I just like how when Aaron Jones hits the hole, man, he hits the hole hard. And he's a home run hitter. He's a he's a hard runner. He, you, you know, he, you know he'll hit the ro- hole like almost Dalvin Cook. Not as good as Dalvin Cook, but just as good. Yeah. All right. Last question there, doggy. Lock it. Fitzgerald or Woods? I would have to go with Tyler Lockett. Um to the simple fact that uh you know when Seattle's playing from behind, um he's the number one target in that offense. Mm-hmm. And Russell Wilson's a monster. Sure. You know, uh Kyler Murray's looking for Fitzgerald, but Fitzgerald's more like a possession receiver, like a la Art Monk, you know, yeah, a la Keyshawn Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's more like a possession receiver to me. But he gets money, and he's a good outlet for Kyler Murray. You know, he he'll get in the box. Yeah, but uh, he's not gonna like catch the bombs. You know, uh, Lockett can catch the bombs. He can catch, you know, go routes. Mm-hmm. You know, he can catch quick slants. You know, and take him to the house. Yeah, you know, uh, just he's just more athletic now. Larry is, you know, a little older. Sure. You know, but you know, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But uh, I would have to. Lean on Tyler Lockett. Yeah. No, I think I have him ranked just as we said it. I would probably take Lockett first. I just think that he is the guy. There's no doubt. There's no dispute. Russell Wilson is looking for him. He had a great game this past week. Um, I think Lockett goes first. Fitzgerald, I would put second because, I mean, the stubbornness of Larry Fitzgerald to not surrender to Kirk at this point. He's, he, he will not take a backseat to this young rookie. Yeah, because he's the boss. Young second-year second player. And he's still a part of the offense, a huge part of the offense. He has a definite role. Now, my my man Woods, and he happens to be on my team, it's a little bit trickier. Uh, he signed a contract this week, this year. He got a raise 
So you, you think about good things coming out of the season. Start out game one with about 16 points, look good. Then kind of hit a snag in the last two games. Yeah, Five but then he'll show up. And eight points, yes. And he is a slow starter. Yeah, and you know, one thing about the Rams offense, they have to spread the ball out a lot. You know, like yeah. they have a lot of people to feed the ball to. Cooks. Yes. Needs to rock. Yes. Cooper Cup, that yes. killed me. He killed needs me. to rock. Yeah. Um, Gurley, when he's on his a uh, good day, he's going to get screens, and mm-hmm. he needs to rock. Yeah. And they have a pretty good tight end down there. So, uh, hey, man, you know, shit, I, I would have to go with Lockett. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think you rank him like that Lockett Fitzgerald Woods. Woods in that last place, just simply because there's a lot of mouths to feed. And so far, it looks like Goff has taken to Cup. I mean, and I think what did he catch eleven balls? Man, something like he killed me. Yeah. So yeah, that that was one reason Doggy left, lost this past week. Um, you know, we'll talk about. I tied. Stuff. I didn't lose. I'm sorry. I tied. Tied. I sorry about that. He tied this week. <laughs> um, you know, it's the this is, we're past week three, going to week four. This is like the quarter mark of the season, right? If you do math. Yeah. Um, you know. At some point, people are going to start talking about trades. When do you trade? When do you not trade? So on and so forth. My thing with trading is I think you trade when you have a surplus of something and you need something else. And I think the first time you have a surplus of something and you desperately need something else, then I think that's when you pull the trigger. And you try to do, you try to be smart with it. And you try to, you know, there's all sorts of online things you can kind of get suggestions from where you can say, hey, what, what is this guy worth? And I'm thinking about trading. And, you know, it'll pop up right away. Doggy, uh, when is it time to trade? Um, well, if you go like one in four, one in five, yeah, I would say you you need to like gut your team. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, use the waiver wire as a rebuilding project, and you know, just come back and bubble up, baby. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, it, it, it's just like you have to let go of that first pick and second pick. You know, like and get some value for it because it's a lot of up and coming stars in the league that. You just have to give a chance to, yeah. You know, and because it's not working. Whatever you you've been doing, your lineup. If you're one and four, one and five, it's not working. It's not working. You know, you're not uh, beating anybody, so you suck. <laughs> so go ahead and gut it. Go ahead and trade and uh, try to, you know, come out on top yeah. as, as much as you can. Yeah, one of the guys who's been struggling and his stuff isn't working in, in our league. He played you this week and got the tie. He was on two previous to that. He jumped into a trade with Jay Maddie, and I put this on Twitter to kind of see what you guys think about the deal. You can let me know. We'll read the uh, percentages at the end of the show. Um, this guy traded Lamar. I'm sorry, he traded Devontae Adams and Baker Mayfield for Lamar Jackson and Calvin Ridley. Now, once this came across the board, I looked at it and I said, "Man, I'm playing the guy that gets Devontae Adams." And so that was sort of a, a minute, but I didn't panic. That's the whole thing. I think this guy in our league panicked and traded this guy, traded Devontae Adams, his first pick. Yeah, that sucked. Way before he needed to. Right. And he ends up with Lamar Jackson ended up with 20 points, which is, you know, standard good performance. Ridley got one point. And I, I, would, I, I would imagine that if he had Devontae Adams and Baker Mayfield, I haven't done the math on this, but I think he would have won that. I think he would have beat you there, doggy. Right. But what? tell me what you think about this trade. Lamar Jackson and Calvin Ridley for Devontae Adams and Baker Mayfield. Well, you know, like, just trading away Devontae Adams, that sucked. Yeah. Right away. I would have never traded my number one pick. Um, and Baker Mayfield, he's uh, overrated. Yes, he is. We'll so, talk about that. So, uh, you know, Jay Maddy really, like – he just he twisted for he it. He scalped him. You know, him. he scalped him. He yeah, twisted yeah. for it. He uh 
came up and um, he showed that he was really a better GM yeah. to pull off that trade because that's almost like if I'm if if I'm trading you Devontae Adams mm-hmm. and someone else, I want three for two. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want three players for two. Devontae Adams is a top five receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the you know, hey man, and Lamar Jackson, he still has to be proven. Yeah. No, I I just think that Devontae Adams is probably you know in my book probably a top two receiver, and you're talking about Lamar Jackson who great season, great start so far, but is largely unproven. We have we have a body of work of half a season last year yeah. and three games this year, right? And he, I mean, he went big, he went for it, and right. you know you could make the argument he did get a tie as opposed to a loss or whatever. I just don't think long term it's a great trade. We'll give you guys the statistics on what you guys thought later. Um, I wanted to talk about this because, like I said, I was facing the guy who ended up with Devontae Adams. I was facing Jay Maddie, right? And I want to tell everybody, when someone trades, like, right before you play them and they bulk up their team and everything, don't freak out and start trading people and going crazy. You can still beat these people. Right. Because on even any given day, what happened is, I was looking at a, a situation where Jay Maddie ends up with Zeke. He's got Devontae Adams now. He also had uh, Deshaun Watson. And I'm sitting there looking like, wow, this may be a problem this week. I didn't freak out, didn't panic, didn't change my team, didn't put anybody else in my lineup. I just let my guys play. And we are now ahead as we speak on Monday Night Football about, by, by about 40 points. Right. So the key to this is when don't let other people's moves dictate what you do. No. Determine your plan before the draft, during the draft, during the season, and stick to it as much as you can and use logic to determine which way you go. Yeah, and, and be patient out there. You know, like if you're in a 12-team league, all you just need to make it to six slot to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Because once you're in the playoffs, anything can happen. Yeah. You know, I took a big blow. I have uh, Antonio Brown on my team. Sure. So, you know, I had to really, like, okay, regroup myself and don't panic. You know, like, he's still on my team because, you know, hey – in a couple of weeks, you can end up on somebody else's team. You never know. That's right. But I'm married to him because he was my second pick. And um, so, and I picked up Hardman, you know, from Kansas City. That's right. Uh, the youngster. So, uh, hey, man, you know, just, you know, stick to your guns, you know, and don't panic. And, hey, but like I said, if you start going one and four, one and five, yeah, you can panic a little bit. It's and, time to. You know, it's almost over with. Yeah. And you can start maybe. Being a spoiler. That's make a good trade, be a spoiler. You know, never give up in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Always set your lineups. Don't don't let any lineup just stand out there idle. Exactly. I, I hate to see people that don't even play a kicker. If their kicker has a bye, go pick up a kicker. Yeah. You know, because you never know. The kicker can have 14, 15 points. Go pick up the kicker. Just don't just bypass it because you're a, a sore loser. Mm-hmm. You want to knock people off. Exactly. You know, you want to show them you belong. No, that's it. You keep playing in fantasy. It's fun. You, I mean, you got 17 weeks. 17, that's all you get. So you make the best of it. If that's as a champion or a playoff contender or as a spoiler, like Doggy said, I think you you, you got to keep playing. You keep pushing the button to see what happens. You, if it doesn't work for you this week, hopefully it'll work out, work out for you next. Um, coming up, uh, and Doggy just mentioned it, he's got Antonio Brown, and he's the best person to talk to on what to do with Antonio Brown. So what do you do with him now, Doggy? How long does it take before you make 
a decision whether to continue to keep him or drop him or what are you doing? Well, unless you know you want to hear like what the NFL ruling is on Antonio Brown first, yeah, and uh, because True Rodenhouse is a a hell of an agent, man. So it's like he always he's going to find him a deal somewhere, yeah. You know, so a lot of the teams out there are like waiting to see what's happening with him. They're waiting to see if Roger Goodell is going to throw him on the NFL exempt list. You know what I'm saying? So if they throw him on the exempt list, go ahead and drop him and get somebody else, you know, in that roster spot. But if they don't find anything wrong with his situation, then, hey, you know, keep him, man. And you, you just never know. Antonio Brown can come back like week seven or eight and really help your team. Yeah. Let, let me tell you my fear about Antonio. And I would definitely keep him for this week. And I'd have to reevaluate on a week-by-week basis. But my fear is this. Because he's been so over the top with everything, from the feet to the calling the general manager cracker, to his helmet, to now attacking Bob Kraft, who is, I don't know, is he the, or him and Jerry Jones are the two biggest owners in the sport, right? Right. So you're starting to wonder if at some point this is going to become personal, if it hasn't already, with the NFL ownership and the league. Okay. And what I mean by that is everyone is waiting to see if he ends up on the exempt lift on the exempt lift list. I can't talk. But what they're really waiting for is an investigation to come up to determine if he's on the exempt lift list. If I can't I can't get exempt list out of my work mouth right now, but that's what they're waiting for. Now, it would not be surprising to me if the NFL said, you know what? We're going to investigate him, and we're going to drag this investigation out just as long as we need to. Right. And that could be weeks or months, or it may cost him the year. And I think that he may be in a position to where he's going to pay for at least the comments to Bob Kraft, if not, you know, the cracker comments and everything else he's been doing. And since everybody's waiting for that, what that means is, they could just sit there forever, meaning that he may not play this year. And what they may do is they may, how cold-blooded would it be if they took, say, five weeks on the investigation? Right. And then at the end of it said, we've decided to give him a 10-game suspension. Right. <laughs> well, that's the season. Yeah, it's the season. Then you have to <laughs> drop him. Then, you know, but what if they don't make that determination by, until five weeks? They don't make an announcement to say, you know, we've, uh, we've investigated for five weeks now, and we've given him a 10-game suspension. Well, you know, that just means depending on, you know, like where you are in your league, like if it's going to hurt you or not. Like, yeah. If you're in like if you're in the top six in the 12 man league and you're headed to the playoffs, hopefully mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, because you'll get stronger because you'll have an extra roster spot, mm-hmm. you know, because it'll be an easy drop and you could just pick up somebody who's hot. Yeah. You know, and uh, or try attempt to pick up somebody who's hot. But, um, you know, right now, just. You know, just see how things, you know, play. Because it's a civil lawsuit. It's not like he hasn't been convicted of anything. That's true. Um, so, and New England was going to, I don't want to go into, like, everything about Antonio Brown, but New England, I'm exhausted about this shit, really. But <laughs> New England really was dealing with the first allegation. Yeah. You know, and he, he was going to still be a patriot. But when the second allegation popped up, they dropped him. Well, that's the text. You know? And and I think that's the danger. The, yeah. The text with the woman and her kids, 
on his face seems like it could have been a situation where he was trying to threaten this woman. Yeah, but uh, Tariq Hill threatened his baby mom. Sure. You know, saying, mm-hmm. you know, about his child. Yeah. You know, or whatever went on then. He threatened and he was fine. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to sign a three-year contract with like 50 million. He's straight. I bet you his mouth is shut now, right? Well, yeah. But but hey. I I just think it's different because Antonio was so hard against everybody. Against yeah. Bob Kraft. And other owners don't want other owners to look bad. And they don't want players to make owners look bad. So I think there may be a lesson here. I would say... But a lot of owners hate mm-hmm. Bob Kraft that, well, because of true. his success. Sure. That, that may be and so. They want that same success. That may be so. So if they can use... Not to cut you off, B, mm-hmm. but if they could use Antonio Brown yeah. on their offense to help them win... That might be a case. Hey, and just like, look at Miami. Mm-hmm. You don't think Miami would take Antonio Brown right now? Oh, I think I think they would. Now, whether or not he'd go and there. And then, you know, but he's he lives in Miami. Yeah. So you almost have to keep him home. And Antonio Brown just needs people in his camp. He needs, he doesn't need yes ma'ams. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yes, man, do this, whatever you want. He needs a motherfucker to set him straight. Yeah. You know, he needs some people in this corner to be like, stop acting like a fool. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more to it than just football. I just... Hope that he's okay uh, in the real world, man. You know, outside of football, you know, I worried about his his life now. Like, it's really like you can wake up and he can commit suicide or something. Because I mean, if I or anybody in this life in the world would to lose forty five million oh, guaranteed Christ. money, millions, yeah. forty five million, yeah, within two weeks, sure, of guaranteed money. Yeah. Something is off. No, something's off. I think, I mean, and that's the, that's really, if you want to get away from fantasy and get away from everything else, that's really the bigger story is that you're hoping that this guy figures it out. But because this is a fantasy show, my advice would be to tell you to kind of play it by ear, but listen to see if there's a timetable on this investigation. If week by week flows and they're like, the NFL is like, up, oh, we're still investigating. Um, I think sooner rather than later, it may be time to free that spot up for a place on your bench. If you don't need it, if you're you know three and oh, two and one, whatever, and you got all the players you need, you got all the ammo, and you're just waiting for Antonio to come back, no big deal, fine. But the large majority of us are probably not like that, and probably not in that position. Cannot afford to spare that roster spot. And another crazy part about Antonio Brown's situation. Mm-hmm. Is he's throwing a lot of people under the bus? You yeah, know, he's uh, going after Big Ben. Let yeah. Big Ben rest. His situation's over with. Yeah. Uh, Ster- uh, I'm saying Sterling, but Shannon Sharp. His mama named Clay. I'm a call him Clay. Mm-hmm. Let his situation rest. He's a uh, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And he went through what he went through, and it's over. Sure. And then you talking about Robert Kraft? You know, getting his, you know, going to the uh, massage parlor. Yes. <laughs> it's like. Nobody wants to hear about all this stuff, man. I do, I do actually. I want the video. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> you know, Kraft's looking at him like, look, dude, at least I'm not running out and accused of certain stuff you're accused of. Yeah, it's different. So it, it, it's a whole different ball game. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, And then Antonio Brown's, with people not really mentioning that it came out, his stepdad is saying he's abusive toward women. Mm-hmm. So it's people who are like, maybe he's not paying his stepdad or whatever. But it's people like, it, it, it's just a... Uh, it's kind of crazy, you know. It's, it's just, but it started last year when he was with Pittsburgh. When he sure. didn't come to the last game, he's, you know, on social media. Social media is crazy nowadays, but he's on social media and uh, recordings. Uh, Tomlin 
in the locker room. I remember that. You know, yeah. and you know, it started adding up. And then he did the Raiders so wrong, and 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 John Gruden was really had his back to the end because John Gruden knows knew we need this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and but hey, so he you know he made his bed. He has to just lay in it, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But like I said, keep an eye on the I'm speed. I'm so exhausted talking oh, yeah. about Antonio Brown. Oh, no, I would be too. It's a tough pick. You picked him in the second round. You're married to him. When you, when you pick somebody in, like, the first three rounds, you're kind of married to the guy. So it's very exhausting on dog and probably very exhausting on everyone who's picked him. But we'll see. Like I said, keep an eye on the timetable of that investigation uh, to make your decision. Um, the past week, Eli, our good buddy Eli Manning, got benched. Doggy, what does that do for the New York Giants in terms of fantasy? Well, for the New York Giants fans, it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, their new quarterback now, Mr. Jones. Yes. Mr. Mr. Jones. Man, he uses his legs. He gets out the pocket. You know, he. Um, I think that was a great pick. Now, the Giants, you know, the GM and the coach are looking Great man, they picked him six. He looks like a six pick, yeah, in the first round. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the fans should be happy. Um, I would pick him up, I mm-hmm. wouldn't, uh, I would really play him. See, I have Russell Wilson as my number one starter, but I would go get him on Russell Wilson's bye week, yeah, if he's out there and play him and, and wouldn't even care because he looks better than Derek Carr, he looks better than Mitchell Trubisky, he looks better than a lot of these quarterbacks that's been in the league a couple of years. Mm. You know, and um, I'm happy for the New York Giants, man. And, uh, you know, because, they're, you know, he, he he seems like he looks like the future. Yeah. No, great game. It's one game, you know. But he was looking good in preseason. It mm-hmm. hasn't stopped. You know, like, he's playing great. Yeah. No, it's a one-game sample we have to go off of. No, let's you can go off of some little bit of preseason. Yeah, please. a little bit of preseason. We're, I think what we know now is he's better than Eli. Yeah. We know he's better than Eli. Right. Okay. And so what that means to me is that people like Sterling Shepard, you're going to finally know what Sterling Shepard is. Yeah. What is Sterling Shepard? Do we know what Sterling... He gets hurt a little bit, but what is Sterling Shepard? He's shown flashes. Does this guy take him to the next level? I think so. Does this... What does this mean for Ingram? Ingram's already shown out a lot this right. year. Looked good. Does he become a top three tight end? This, because yes, of this he guy? does. You know, and, and Sterling Shepard, just think. Mm-hmm. And here comes Golden Tate yeah. in week five. There you go. So it's like, you know, hey, man, don't be surprised if the Giants make the playoffs. Man, I wouldn't go that far. No, I'm just <laughs> telling you on offense is high power. Look what um, look what Ingram did. Yeah. Look what Sterling Shepard did. Mm-hmm. And, hey, if you have a Golden Tate in the slot, Come on, you know, and Saquon will be back in four to four to eight weeks, but you never know how this new guy is going to come going. Yeah, you know, like, hey man, look, I really believe that. Um, I'm a really, I'm a true believer in. I could sense talent, really. Mm-hmm. I can sense talent. That's why I've been a champion. Yes, in in our league, in the Coxman's league. That's right. I can sense talent, and Daniel Jones, he's talented. So go ahead and start trying to create. A nickname for him. They call him Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. That's it. <laughs> Danny Dimes, and he's proving it, and he's backing it up. I love Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Um, one reason I have a problem with them possibly going to the playoffs is Saquon Barkley. He got hurt, high ankle sprain, out. What is it? Did you say four to six weeks? Four there, to doggy? eight. Four to eight weeks there, doggy. Okay. Four to eight weeks. Um, 
you mentioned Wayne Gallman. We could just go ahead and jump into our rising star of the week. Because I think Wayne Garment Gallman, Gallman, how do you say his name? His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Wayne Gallman. Gallman. <laughs> Wayne Gallman has to be the rising star of the week just on volume. He, I've seen him play before. Not overly impressive. But the looks that he's going to get the, these next four to eight weeks are going to be worth something. Volume is worth something in fantasy. Wayne Gallman is my rising star of the week. Who's your rising star of the week there, Dougie? Well, my rising star of the week, man, you know I always like sticking with my team. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, Will Disley. There it is. In um, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Disley, uh, he's a tight end for Seattle. Uh, Russell Wilson looks for him. He's been in the box three times the last couple of weeks. And I think he's going to be, you know, like excellent. You know, and, uh, you know, you have another, another rising star of the week mm-hmm. is this quarterback down there in Jacksonville, man. Um, Gardner Minshew. Yeah. He, he you know, you have to mention him, and he looks good. You know, and um, and Danny Dimes. Danny I mean, Dimes. I have a few. I, can I keep going? You know what I'm saying? You can but go go. Other than that, um, those are my three rising stars of the week. Mm-hmm. All right, disappointment of the week. Um, I'm gonna go with Robert Woods. Uh, you know, it's you get spoiled. I mean, the Rams are high powered offense. They were on the road in Cleveland. A little stronger defense. Maybe he doesn't get the looks he usually does. Maybe he bounces back next week. They are playing Tampa Bay. Don't give up on him yet. I think he's one of those guys who you keep in the lineup, but he's definitely on the bubble. He's definitely on notice because you don't know if Cup is going to be the number one, and you don't want to see another game where Cup catches 11 balls and you end up with eight fantasy points from Robert Woods. Uh, Who's your disappointment of the week there, I have a couple of Okay. Um, number one is Ty Gurley. Oh, yeah, I was yeah, I was gonna um, I saved that for you. <laughs> you, you. You know, it's really disappointing. Uh, this time last year, Ty Gurley was putting up monstrous numbers, and you're gonna come out uh, in week three and put up four points in a PPR league. Yeah. Um, that sucks, man. You know, and and I just don't know. He he's not running with any like force. Yeah, you know Ty Gurley's running like he's protecting something, mm-hmm. you know, like he's hiding something, protecting something, and you know, in the crucial parts of the game, he's sometimes he's not even in the game. And another disappointment of the week, what I hate to say, is Matt Breida. Mm-hmm. Even though he's been running hard, you know, he's been running hard, but it's so much of a committee in San Francisco that you don't know what to expect. Yeah, <clears throat> he's not getting the goal line carries. Last week, uh, you know, the the number two running back got two touchdowns. This week, the number three running back got two touchdowns in, inside the goal line. Mm-hmm. They're not giving him the ball inside the goal line. They're not, you know, like rewarding him because he's putting in a lot of work, you yeah. know, yeah, now, on the field. You know, he still had 10 points PPR. That's still decent. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he, that's a disappointment when you're a starter. Yeah. No, I, I feel you on Gurley. I, I, you know, and I feared – feared that uh, the rumors were true about him just there's something not right and then no one's talking about it but i my thought was is that if they suited him up he's definitely worth something i'm starting to think now that he may be a great flex player which is horrible for todd Gurley. but if you have him in your flex you're not as pissed off as you are now sitting there with four points from your rb1 which nobody wants um brita you got the situation just like in new england where 
We don't know if Mostert's going to carry the ball. We don't know if the other guy, who is the other guy? Hill, Davis, Johnson. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Whatever his name is. Um, Too many backs, too many miles of feet. There's no rhyme or reason to when they're they're being used. Uh, And Tevin Coleman's coming back. So now. it's, uh, It's crazy now. Yeah. So you, one of them is going to go to the practice squad, but it's, they're still like a three-headed monster. No, you're absolutely right. And so that's where, you know, you, you got to really be careful. You want someone who has a role, a defined role in the offense, uh, carrying the ball, if he's the goal line back, if he's the third down back. But we have no idea from week to week what the 49ers are doing. Uh, and speaking of the 49ers, they're on a bye this week along with the Jets. Right. Um. Any ideas? And we'll talk about, uh, let's see here. We'll talk about ads and drops now. We'll say, you know, who are you looking to pick up, especially for teams on the bye, where you can help your team uh, get through this bye week? Well, I'm looking at, uh, shit, the Giants running back situation. Yeah. I'm looking at Gallman. Um, You know, you have to add him, you know, if you you have the option. Sure. Uh, Other than that, um, you guys, look, if you need a tight end, Disley. Yes. I mean, Disley's going to be my kiddo, mm-hmm. you know, from last year. You know, I picked up kiddo as a, a second tight end behind uh, Rudolph, and he outshined Rudolph. And uh, just a diamond in the rough, man. You know what I'm saying? I think Disley's that guy. Yeah. You know, especially when Russell Wilson – I love when Russell Wilson plays from behind and uh, he has to throw the ball. I always want Seattle – because Russell Wilson my quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I always want Seattle to play from behind and force Russell to throw the ball because – He's a dynamic quarterback. He's a top eight quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and I, I I think he's a top five quarterback in fantasy, and people will laugh at you, but you'll – I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. He gave you 45 points this yeah. week. You know, 400 uh, yards from scrimmage. Yeah, and he's been there before. Two rushing so. touchdowns. Yeah. Now, you can't go wrong with Russell Wilson. Um, let's talk about where – oh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll piggyback on what Doggy said. Obviously, I mentioned before, Gallman, pick him up. It's definitely worth your first waiver wire position if you got it. Um, he's going to get volume. And like I said, the numbers aren't there, but the chances will be. So th- you got Wayne Gallman this week. Um, where we were right, Dougie, where were you right this week? Well, I was right, man. I picked up this cat, um, Harden, uh, from Hard Men. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Yes. From the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, off the waiver wire, and uh, he's a young cat, number seventeen, and with the Chiefs. Yes, and he he really came through for me in uh, Antonio Brown's uh, absence. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was right, you yeah. know. And um, I'm gonna just stick with him. Yeah, no, I I was right, and I I told you guys, and I went crazy with it last week, and now you know why. Jameis Winston, thirty one points. I put him on my bench because I I think. I think it's going to click this year, folks. I think Bruce Arians and Mike Evans, and it's too much stuff going on, at least offensively, to where he can have a good year. I don't know what Tampa Bay is going to do as a team, but you got to – hopefully Jameis has seen the light. And so I definitely am looking at Jameis. Um, they're playing – who are they playing this week? They're playing the Rams this week. I may not start him. I got Phillip Rivers, but he there's a lot of other people worse to start than Jameis. He had 31 points this week, like I said, against the Giants, and I expected it. Frank Gore, I mentioned, obviously, he got the volume. This is another volume play. He ended up with 16 points versus Cincinnati. Frank Gore can't be killed. He's like Freddy or, or Jason Voorhees or any kind of monster in any scary movie you've ever seen in your life. Uh, if if uh, Frank Gore gets another opportunity 
if Singletary is banged up still with that hamstring, roll him out there again. If he's all you got, you're you're looking at a lot of touches. And he got in the end zone last week. And 16 points you need in your fantasy week. You can't you can't you can't spit on 16 yeah, points. Yeah, Gore solid. Yeah, can't spit on 16 points. Um, where were we wrong? Where were you wrong, Doug? Well, like I mentioned earlier, I was wrong with Breida. You know, I I rolled with him instead of Shepard. Mm-hmm. Um, I rolled with Breida because he was a starter, but I should have known there by committee. Yeah. Um, and really, I should have went with my instincts going with Shepard because what I saw with Jones, the quarterback from the Giants, in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He's an accurate passer. He uses his legs. Jones, I'm saying. Yeah. And he can get outside the pocket and, sure. you know, create a play. You know, that, see, that's what you want out of your quarterback. It's like when a play breaks down, you want them to lo- use their legs. Yeah. And then they can find the open receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, that's where I was right and that's where I was wrong. Yeah. No, where I was wrong, I told you guys about Willie Sneed last week. Coming into the, the season, he was the number one. It's very obvious that Hollywood is the number one now, folks. Willie Sneed still scored seven, but it's not what you want. And I can't brag on seven points. So I'm wrong with Willie Sneed this week. But I hope you listen to Jameis Winston and I hope you listen to Frank Gore and maybe look the other way when I said Willie Sneed. But that was my one wrong answer for this past week. Um, ads, we've already talked about Wayne Gallman. We'll go over that. Uh, we'll we'll skip by that. Unless you have someone else to add there, dog. I said Disley. Go Disley. ahead and get Disley. That's right. You, you did say Disley. In. Okay. And then... And then, oh, yeah, Goldman. We already talked about that. Already talked about Goldman. And so to drop, who are you dropping this week there, dog? Um, I might have to drop James White. Mm-hmm. Um, just to the simple fact you don't know what's going on in New England. And you need that roster spot. And um, basically, um, hey, A.B., you never know. I could drop him this week, next week. You just never know. If Something can pop up on the news with A.B. tomorrow. You know, it's, if something comes up on the news with A.B. tomorrow, he's on the exempt list, drop him. Yeah. Now it's it's been just a, you almost don't believe it. it's like a soap opera with emotionless year man it's just crazy it's nuts um, drop in and I'm gonna piss off some people here but I'm just gonna go ahead and say it go ahead and drop Baker Mayfield from your team there's no reason to keep him on your team if you drafted him high that was a really stupid move and you should have listened to the show before that because we told you not to do that but in his three weeks this is what you get you get eleven and I'm gonna say it like my uncle Lawrence used to say it you get eleven. Lebin, mm-hmm. 17 and another Lebin. Those are not good numbers no, from your quarterback. Starter. No. no. And the thing is, there's people on the bench or, or free agents like Case Keenum who have better numbers than Baker Mayfield. And they had him ranked top t- uh, like six. Exactly. Jameis Winston has better numbers than Baker Mayfield, fantasy-wise and otherwise. I mean, you can't continue to roll this guy out here and just because you like him because he's spunky and wears a headband and all this other bullshit that he's going to do something for you there's there's nothing that says that so he's got baltimore this week right yep do you think he's gonna do anything against baltimore nope it's time to drop baker mayfield i think baker mayfield's done i think he's gonna run out his rookie contract and be through yeah it, it's almost not looking like good. a la johnny manziel it's not looking good um I mentioned Robert Woods was on my bubble there, doggy, because we're trying to figure out which one is the best receiver to, to have on your team from the Rams. Who's on your bubble this week there, Well, doggy? really on my bubble is Tariq Cohen. Um, just to the simple fact that, uh, you know, he, he gets the targets, but he hasn't been producing. Mm-hmm. And also, Jameson Crowder right now. But 
you know, Jameson Crowder doesn't have Sam Darnold. Yeah. So you kind of got to, if you have Jameson Crowder, wait a little bit. You could put him in your bubble, but just wait. Right? Bubble means you can wait, and then you can make a decision. That's correct. You know what I'm saying? So um, Tariq Cohen is on my bubble, man. Yeah. Yeah, Darnold's supposed to be back week five. I think things do change positively for Crowder coming back, but who knows? It's the Jets. So there's all sorts of issues with their receivers. You don't know who the number one person is there either. Maybe they'll have some answer when they come back from bye week, which they are on this week. Um, Let's go for our sneaky play of the week, dog. Man, a sneaky play of the week would be DJ Metcalf for me in Seattle. DK? DK. I said DJ, right? His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. DK Metcalf. You know, he's a big target. Um, and, and, you know, he's a uh, – Russell Wilson is a, a great quarterback. So, I think that would be my sneaky play of the week. If you have DK Metcalf, put him in your lineup if you need a flex. Ooh. Strong, bold words by Doggy. Um, I'm going to give you a super sneaky play. Both running backs for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, are both dealing with little bang-up tight injuries. Don't know how serious they are, but they both are limited going into practice this week. They played Thursday night. What you might want to do is go ahead and sneak you a little bit of Dexter Williams. Well, who is Dexter Williams? Dexter Williams is a third-string running back from Green Bay. Maybe he, Who? Dexter Williams. Wow, I've never heard his name. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. It's a sneaky play. But I'm just saying, keep your eye on those two injuries. Both backs are banged up. And, you know, if you're in a pinch, you may, I mean, Dexter, if they if they have any sort of serious injury or any sort of moderate to serious injury, you, you might think you might get a look at that third string running back, Dexter Williams, I'm just saying. Um, also, the Denver Broncos defense special teams against Jacksonville. Um, I think Gardner Minshew is about to get a dose of reality, folks. He's going into mile high. Um, he's, you know, he's a rookie, untested, looked good so far. But when you're playing in mile high it's ag- hard. against that defense, this separating the men from the boys. So we're going to find out about Gardner and how, if the hype is real. But Jacksonville has a good defense also. They do. So, you know, you, just like B said, you're going to find out about him this week. Oh, no. Now, if he comes through and he throws for 300 and, and a couple touchdowns, yeah. you know he's the truth. He and, might be the truth. And there's going to be a quarterback situation mm-hmm. down there in Jacksonville. They're going to be looking to trade folds. Yeah. But I'm I'm betting against that. I think Denver defensively is experienced enough to put a hold on, on Minshew. Don't know if they win the game, but at home, I like them. We'll be back with more of my Big Black Fantasy Podcast after these words. You know, fantasy season is upon us. Everybody's excited. But you know who gets left out in all the fantasy? The, you know, the wives. The wives get left out. The girlfriends, you know, you, you, you're messing around with your fantasy. You're on your phone checking your players. You, yeah. You're wheeling, you're dealing, all that other stuff. Do you know how to make sure your fantasy season ends up being a fantasy for her? How? You got to go to Touch of Romance, man. You gotta oh, go to Touch yeah. Touch of Romance. That's a great place. Go pick up some toys. It's yeah. the best you can do in adult entertainment. You get your toy. You got cock rings. You got Doc Johnson's fuck machine, which Damn is called. right. The, yeah. It's called the Power Banger. Yeah. And it delivers superior power and endless deep pleasure. It's, it's, it's unmatched. I'm going to tell you what you do, man. What do you do? Early in the morning when you're watching the fantasy show. Do it. You know, check on your injuries and everything early. Mess with her in the morning. And then right after the uh, late game, 
Mess with it again before the uh, the five o'clock game comes on. Exactly. Touch of romance. Get the products. Touch of romance makes that all available. Right. You can find them by going to loverspackage.com. Remember, you get 35% off purchases over $125. And also, do you know what else they do, doggy? What? They give you classes. If you're in the LA area. No shit. Yes, they do. You can go and see the Restraints and Ropes Workshop, where they're talking about bondage. That's what they're talking about, dog. Oh, my goodness. They have workshops on bondage. They have workshops. That sounds fun. On squirting. Wow. (laughs) It's all true. So go ahead. Check out your people at Touch of Romance, loverspackage.com to find out more information for all of your adult entertainment needs. Yeah, make time for your wife. Um, what we learned in week three. Doggy, what did you learn? Well, in week three, I've learned that don't give up on your lineup, man. And you you know, just uh plug in. Don't don't panic. Just like I've said last week. Don't panic. Keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's still early in the season and you can still go on a run. You know, and um another thing I've learned, you in nowadays, if you don't have Brady, you need the athletic quarterback. Mm-hmm. Get any la- and athletic quarterback, you know, I've been drinking you guys. It's okay. Get an athletic quarterback in your on your team. Yeah. You know, the a la Russell Wilsons, the um the Lamar Jacksons, Kyler Murray's. You know, even the old school Cam Newton. You know, like, you can pick up Cam, you know, because I think he's going to come back at the end of the season. But just get an athletic quarterback because you don't want somebody that uh, just can get touched and go down like a Derek Carr. You know, like, you don't want that. You don't want somebody that doesn't use their legs. Yeah. No, what I learned is I think Nelson Aguilar is about to become the number one receiver in Philadelphia. Even – when Alshon Jeffrey comes back. and Deshaun come back because he was getting targeted a lot before before the injuries, they're both going to be slow to come back. Actually, Alshon may come back this week. I just don't think Philly can bank on those two older receivers and their injury history, and the fact that I still think Deshaun, even though he started off the hot hot start, is a feast or famine type player. Watch out for Nelson Aguilar. He's getting his looks. He scored 24 points fantasy-wise in uh, PPR this week. Um, He is subject to make some mistakes. He put the ball on the ground this week. He dropped a touchdown the week before. As a matter of fact, (laughs) this is funny. Um, There was a fire in Philadelphia where a guy, I guess, was basically kids were being thrown out of the fiery buildings to someone who caught him. And so the guy who caught him is a hero in Philadelphia. And so... They interviewed him uh, after his heroic act of catching these children. And I want you to see how fantasy football and football play a role in everyday life when he describes what he did to catch these kids and save their lives. Here you go. So I I ran to the back door, see if it was open, and it was. I ran upstairs, but then I was greeted with smoke. I ran back downstairs. By that time, the ladder truck was pulling up. And ironically, me and one of my my old coworkers took the ladder off off the truck raise it up and was assisting people down. My man just started throwing babies out the window. But we was catching them, unlike Aguilar and his mishaps. I like to put that out there. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> and that was on the news. <laughs> so, yeah, Aguilar dropped some balls. He does fumble. But having watched him the last few weeks, I think he's about to be the guy in Philadelphia, even with the return of Jeffries. And I'm sorry, Jeffrey. His mama named Clay. 
I'm a Harlan Clay. And Deshaun Jackson. So we'll see what happens in the week. We had some very good successes in the past week. We've been releasing the clips on Twitter. I hope you guys have been listening and believing us because occasionally we do get things right and we want to highlight that. Um, I want to give you the the poll on folks who thought that the trade or the trade we mentioned earlier, Lamar Jackson and Calvin Ridley for Devontae Adams and Baker Mayfield, who thought uh, who got the best of that trade? Um, it looks like 67% say Devontae Adams and Baker Mayfield was was the better of the deal, which is what Doggy and I both agreed on. And like I said, I think the young man in our league panicked a little bit, but season's still young. You never know. He He's starting out at, uh, what is he now, 0-2-1? Yeah. So he can, he can come back, just like everybody else. Don't give up on the fantasy season. Um, I think we're through our list there, doggy. Have yeah. we gotten anything else? Do you have anything else to say to the peoples? No, yeah. just keep pushing this early. Like, you know, we're a quarter way in there, man. So, you know, keep pushing. The fantasy's fun. And it's serious, especially if you got bread on it. But, you know, just to all you Antonio Brown owners, just hold on for a couple more weeks and see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Antonio, if you own Antonio Brown in your league, God bless you and Godspeed. Like OJ. Yeah, it's it's been tough, folks. And I, I have sympathy for you. Not- Can we pick up OJ? Ooh, maybe we'll hear from OJ next week. We yeah. got to see what OJ's talking about. Let's get OJ on the show. We, we got to find OJ. The juice. Yeah. So, anyway, if you'd like to reach us, you can find us at Facebook.com at My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. You can find me at B underscore MBVFP, like My Big Black Fantasy Podcast. It's been a pleasure, folks. You know, we wish you the best of luck. In Keep week, the week questions four. coming, y'all. Keep the questions coming. We love answering them. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Later.
Thank you.